Are you listening? Welcome to another edition of AFC North. Ace is on his way. Uh, here with Q, Tony, myself, Sonny. By the way, guys, I know, I mean, it has been a shot. I have been hit by a bunch of people. Uh, it was fun. It took a little bit of a left turn, but space. You know about the Twitter space? You know about the Twitter space? Yeah. We did the other day. What do you mean? Everything was perfectly reasonable oh, and agreeable. Great. And we all came yeah. together and hugged. And, you know, no controversial things. We all came to a consensus opinion about <laughs> Logan Wilson, right? You know about he who shall not be named. Yeah, we actually uh... <laughs> Logan Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you haven't, it's on Twitter. We left the. Uh, it's it recorded, recorded on there. It was recorded, yeah. so you can you go Ace back. to get home, so people don't start rumors. Oh, Ace yeah. left because exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, yeah, Ace, Ace is on his way. He was just gonna be a little late today. Um. Anyway, today's a corner show. We are getting closer also to uh, season starting, which is amazing. Let's go. Two things. Uh, well, more than one. More, actually, one. Uh, make sure if you haven't enrolled uh, or enter, enter the Fantasy Football Survivor League that the AFC North will have. Uh, last year, Manscaped sponsor. We will talk about the sponsor soon once the season starts. Uh, but we'll, we'll have a gift. It's free. Nobody needs to buy anything to sign in or anything. Easy. Once a week, pick the game. You think you have the skills to at least get one game right? Well, the thing is, you cannot repeat teams, so there's some strategy to it. Should be fun. We all going to be playing here. See if you can beat us. Last year, a couple people beat us. Uh, I know Q loves that Bengals-Jets game. I think Tony, too. Right, Tony? That one you uh, win? Hey Tony, every time, I, are we gonna do this every time? Wait, 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 like I know how to put this to an end. I know how to put this to an end. I know how to put this to an end. Hey yeah. Sonny, what would our odds been if we would have bet on the Ravens uh, to win a division game last year? Uh, you would have got eliminated, Mike. No, 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 no. We, we, we won what, one. What, what, what are the odds? About one uh, in five. Yes. Oh. <laughs> very low. Very very low. One in six, actually. One in six. One in six. One in six. What in six? Yeah. What out of six opportunities? Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Anyway, I, well, I don't even remember who, who, um, in what game that I got eliminated. In what game? Probably, probably one of the Ravens division games. You, odds you, are you all got eliminated. You, uh-huh. Didn't the three of you all get eliminated by Bengals Jets? No, I, I got eliminated by Bengals I, Jets. I didn't bet that one. I was. I know I was one of the last ones, and then I got eliminated. Yeah, I know Ace probably went with the Bengals earlier in the year. So he probably got saved from that. We were all waiting to see if this shit was for real with the Bengals for like a long time. Well, I I, I just went full on meme mode. You'll remember that I had Heineke over the Heineke. Giants and we and oh you you, you, you did not deserve to get out of that week. Mm, I still never in doubt. I was like a never double overtime thriller, man. <laughs> Squeeze out that week. I was never worried. Again, no, never in doubt, fun. huh? Never, never in doubt. doubt. It's fine. Okay, let's get this thing rolling real quick here, and we'll we'll talk with fourth. I'm, I'm going to go with QQ. Who's your number fourth cornerback room in the AFC North? Oh, the Steelers. 
Yeah, it's Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, I think they lost their best corner in Joe Hayden last year. Um, even though yeah, Joe Hayden's not signed anywhere, so maybe maybe there he wasn't as good as I thought he was at the end of last year. Outside of that, you have some solid guys. Like, you know, these aren't terrible corners. This isn't like the year the Browns were starting, like Brian Booty Calhoun out there, like special teamers for lifers out there. At, no bond at like, out there. There's no bond yeah. out there. Yeah, there's no – yeah, Terrell Bonds put in that work, though, in the USFL. <laughs> He's on his way back, man. I was like, who is this Who is this stud out here? Terrell Bonds. Look, man, if he's in the XFL next year, I would I would want to get him in the second or third round of the XFL draft, but I wouldn't want him on my roster. Is Robert Jackson on anybody's team this year? I know he hops around to whoever has the award. I feel like he got cut from Pittsburgh earlier this year, right? Who's that? Sorry. Robert Jackson? He's on uh, Baltimore right now. Oh, he's no. still on Baltimore? Oh, no. Yeah, no, I, just saw, I just saw him at preseason. Did he get cut? No. He, he might have got – I think I, I think he got cut recently I was by looking somebody. up pre, for whatever reason yeah. he's doing the show. I, I was looking up preseason numbers. I was looking up preseason numbers, and I thought I saw Robert Jackson was on the Ravens. No. I don't remember. He's like a nightmare for me too. I don't want that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Once Robert <laughs> okay, Jackson's no, no, out there, dog, cut. it's a wrap. He got, he got cut. He got cut. Yeah, we like, had Robert Jackson one on one in the playoffs against Chase Claypool. Somehow came away with that with the with the victory. We should somehow. not. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know. yeah. Thank God they turned the ball over four times. You know what I mean? Shout out to them. Chase Claypool lost that battle. It's a. When he called him on Instagram or, t- or TikTok the next day, he's a chicken or a duck in the bone or whatever. That's he's an outside corner at that spot. Him in the slot, though, got a lot of nice things to say about Chase Claypool as a slot receiver. Yeah, yeah, Pittsburgh's here just because I think uh, it's probably a competition between them and Pittsburgh, uh, Cincinnati just because they're both kind of rooms without much punt, without much star power in them. Um, but Pittsburgh's, I would just give Pittsburgh the less of the benefit of the doubt than Cincinnati because I saw that unit, you know, play much better than I thought they were going to play last year. Now, Cincinnati certainly has some questions, right? Are we going to get Eli Apple from last year ever again? Like, is that one of those situations where a guy just shows up for one year and just like, ooh, what happened the next? Happens with corners a lot, right? Namdi Asama is like the biggest example of that, but this would be Namdi on a much smaller scale. Um, There are some major questions about the Bengals, but they brought – Pretty much that entire room back. I mean, yeah. all the all the principal characters are back. Pittsburgh, they bring back everybody but Joe Hayden, and 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 they are they still hurting from the Mike Hilton loss, which is just incredible to me. Um, so you know, and then your boy Pierre just did not turn out to be the monster that you thought he was going to be. I mean, that's James, a low blow in this in this discussion. That's a low blow, but okay. I mean, <laughs> if, if your boy Pierre held up a little bit, you know, I might feel He's better. He's the fifth about corner situation. on this roster right now. Why are we talking about the fifth corner on the roster? I mean, we're going to talk about the fifth corner on the Browns roster, right? We're going to have to talk about the fifth corner here. You know, our fifth corner is like Greedy Williams at this point. Y'all, he, James Pierre. I like both guys. By the way, I love two guys that I absolutely love. (laughs) Yeah, Tony, look, if you need Tony to evaluate for your team, he will find a fifth corner for you. That is what we know. I'm the king of finding the last (laughs) corner on a roster. (laughs) It's okay. Perry, I'm with Ray looking too good for me right now either. So, you know, uh, that's why I had the Steelers there at four. We'll see with the room. It's also not a super. Is it a young room? I mean, like it's not like Justin Lane, but like they're like Lane's getting caught. Lane's getting caught. No, you. you They don't have any prospects that they're excited about that are super young. Well, they have the best corner in the division, but we'll talk about that in a second. Oh my god! I I can't wait to hear this. Oh my god! I can't wait to hear this. He said that. He said that in this division. Mm -hmm. In this division, the Steelers have the best corner in the in the the best corner. Yeah, they do. You talking about like Minka? 
playing this the slot. Undeniable. It's undeniable. We'll get there. Okay, okay. this is a meme pick. See, this yeah, is yeah, it's a meme. Yeah, yeah, this is a meme. <laughs> you just can't take everything seriously. All right, but... anything, but okay. Well, with, yeah. that, with that, I'll, I'll I'll throw to me here as the fourth core. I, I mean, for me, the Steelers clear cut. For me, the easiest pick in this of the four was uh, the Steelers. I'll, 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 if anything, I will disagree with Q a little bit here and the means that, for me, Cincy and Pittsburgh are not close. Pittsburgh, for me, is the number fourth. Uh, Sutton, yeah. And Pierre, the, the, the Tony's Hall of Fame, Pierre. You, what was the shirt? What did the shirt have? By the way, that's Pierre Peninsula. Pick. By the way, Pierre Peninsula is coming back, boys. I mean, he's having, a great, he's having a great Pierre Peninsula? Who came up with this? The I'm, guy, okay, can I give a backstory about how that shirt got created? Because yeah, like, like, I need to hear okay. this. Yeah, yeah, I so I started this meme on Locked On Steelers, right? I do this every year. I did it with Doc. Uh, I did it with Mitch this year. Um, I, I always pick a meme player to, like, joke about on Locked On Steelers, and I start a hype train about it. Well, this guy <laughs> on Twitter, like, jumped on board immediately. He's like, yeah, I love this. James Pierre, they need a corner. He's great. And they went to this this uh, T-shirt company. I think it's DC, DC4L something, custom tees or something, and said, like, I want a James Pierre custom jersey or custom shirt and this is what they do they create custom shirts so they designed it for the guy so he said the guy sent me the design of course i bought one myself of course that's how it's so that Pierre peninsula shirt was created by my stupid meme on locked on Steelers. and yes the rest is history look man that tells you you could just create hype no matter what it don't take nothing these days to create some buzz Yeah. Literally spoke it into existence. Like yeah. the dude had like 20, 20 reps total in the regular season and had the one pass breakup in the playoff game. And I just rode that for all it was worth. I if y'all it. had AJ Green the third on your roster, I don't know what y'all would be doing. Hey, right AJ now. Green's numbers, I was looking at the yeah, because he has like yeah. an 85 PFF grade on like 200 great. snaps. Just his, yeah, just his numbers. I mean, just the coverage grade or the, the coverage <laughs> numbers are oh y'all would have a feel. Yeah, I I'm almost in the rough over there. I don't know why why don't you have like a I don't know. I don't know a word that starts with because I'm no better than to do that shit because I've been hurt plenty of times. <laughs> my small you sample size. Oh, yeah. yeah. Last time I did that, it was for Terrell Pryor, and I learned my lesson. Oh, he's gonna be a great wide receiver. He figured it out that next year. He was yeah. not good. We learned that with uh, Bengals fans. Learned that with Darius Phillips. He had that elite PFF. That's grade. right. Yeah, Darius. Yeah, we all done it. Don't act like you guys haven't done this before. Oh well, yeah, it happens, and it's gonna happen again. You know what I mean? Hey, as much as we want to be logical and experienced about this, we don't want to get excited about our team. That's the reason yeah. why we do this shit in the first place. And yeah. let somebody give me a reason to be excited. Like, right. Perry Al Woodfrey is two TFLs in the preseason away from being like, hey, he's back. He's back, baby. He's back. He's back. Push him up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but, but yeah, so I, the pitcher, I, Q said something's true. So, so I think most of the corners are like, Mid to late twenties. Uh, no, I, I can't wait for whoever Tony's gonna say here because because he he teed it up perfectly. But CB one no, undeniable. <laughs> no real, no real guy. Suddenly, was the only I have one no idea. I'm looking at this yeah, Me neither. Me neither. Um, but yeah, I think the Steelers. Oh like, my god! I like what Joe Hayden did, and in, in um, last year and a couple years ago. But who's that really stable good. guy? The Steelers really don't have that guy right now. Uh, for me, the Steelers are fourth undeniable. Before I go with you, Tony, let me let me go with some super chats we have here. Love sure. the show. Shout out to you, Russ. Love the show. Tell the truth. Ready for the season. Just season. Shiesty season. Boo. 
That Twitter space was crazy anyway. AOK is better. <laughs> we need to do that like they do on Twitter, like how they do the young boys better on every hip-hop post. We need to do JOK is better on every post. No, we need to uh, leave that one alone, I think. I think that discussion has played itself out. And we're just gonna have to have to revisit that. Let's no, no, we're it, it's look. We can't even run from it no more. Every time one of those two players does something, we're getting messages in our DMs. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, oh, I know God. how this goes. Yeah, I know how this goes. At yeah. this point, it, it ain't no point of running from it. Like, what you gonna do? Run from Jaws? Like, ah, man, you gotta just, <laughs> just gotta gotta come up with some counters. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. Noah Stone here says Bengals player being dirty, nothing new, like perfect. By the way, I saw that oh, play. Come on. I don't not think dirty. Come on. Any. That play was not dirty. It was a- yeah. Every, everybody who has a team that runs any play action. So anybody other than like Tony has seen that play before, right? Because yeah. it's just a backside <laughs> play. It, yeah. it is Ravens like run that. it all the time. The yeah. Ravens you know, run Matt Canada it. might run it this year, but he yeah, definitely that's, I was just going to say. <laughs> I'm getting used to it. <laughs> Kenny Two Glove looks nice. Tom Brady is back and ready to Tim dominate Brady. fourth MVP oh, Super Bowl. Shout out to Nova Stone here. Did he win Masked Singer, though, Nova Stone? Do you know if he won? Did he win? I mean, that's what we really need to know. <laughs> Nova Stone, you got 12 tattooed on you somewhere. Oh, you know he has. Yeah, he got a 12 tattoo. <laughs> he got a TB12. No, no, he got the 12. Like, he's Tom. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> like, like it's his legacy. Oh, like, you I don't know what I mean? <laughs> we gonna get that man a 12 chain if he donate if he he 100 super chats away from getting a 12 chain you know what i mean part one Tammy, thank you for your donation i didn't see anything from you but if you have any questions please let us know Rex, i think i see it i see it it says Bengals are winning the super bowl this year thank you for that bro appreciate oh, okay. that super chat Bengals winning the super bowl this year i mean could you imagine even making it very unrealistic. They could win the Super Bowl. <laughs> they could win the Super Bowl. They still be like, he really didn't say that. So if he does say so, that was that was that was an ace. Okay, Tony, it's just yes. happy he doesn't have to watch Artie. That's good. That's no. anymore. Okay, Tony, tell me line. who's this guy? Who who's CB one? Who is C? Well, last week, last week we entered, there was a new entrant into the ring. You know, as I said, I, I, I'm, I'm looking for new ways to evaluate talent. Ace brought up sports info solutions and said, Hey, you know, let's look at the, let's look at their little, their, uh, their, their bubble chart or whatever it's called. Sonar depth. Yeah. yeah. The sonar chart. Oh, no. You know who they have as their number one corner in the AFC North? God, he's about to say. Not Marlon. It's not Denzel. It's not a woozy. Although all three of those players are quality. No, it's my dog, Akilah Witherspoon, who graded out with Inemidate at a 3.4, just narrowly beating out Awuzie and Marlon Humphrey at 3.3. So, yeah, CB1 in the division. Now, look, Akilah Witherspoon. (laughs) Wait, where are you ranking? Who are you ranking at four now? Oh, I'm ranking the Steelers four. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, still coming in for, even though they do have the best cornerback in the division. Undeniably, the best cornerback in the division. No, I think, look, I, I think that I think this is probably the Steelers' most underrated unit because I don't think I don't think this unit is as bad as everybody says it is. I, I just think when we, you know, when you think about how you want to build a, a cornerback room, 
everybody thinks about okay, who's CB one, right? Does this do they have a CB one? Who can I put on your best receiver? But that's not really how the Steelers have played defense under Mike Tomlin. You know, Mike Tomlin. The great thing about a Mike Tomlin defense is that he does he does a great job of kind of scheming their number one guy out of the picture, and they're just saying like, look, if you got a second and third option that can beat us, cool. But you know, your number one guy is not going to beat us. Now, obviously, there are certain teams he can't run that against. One of them's in this division which hurt him. But you look at, you know, Football Outsiders has this, uh, their DVOA numbers break this down, right? How do, you, how do you do covering number one wide receivers? The Steelers were the fifth best team in the league last year at defending number one receivers. You know, it really wasn't a problem for them outside of a couple of games, outside of obviously the Cincinnati game where they got beat up, that Chargers game, although Minka didn't play in that game, but Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both went off in that one, right? Because it's harder when you have quality depth at wide receiver to roll coverage to one side, but you look at like Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, you know, even guys like Darren Waller or Mark Andrews, these are not guys who went off for huge numbers in the, against the Steelers. Cause it, cause Tomlin does a very good job of kind of scheming those guys out of the system. And so, you know, when I think about this cornerback room for the, for the Steelers, I like it because it's kind of a, a corner room built in Mike Tomlin's image. You know, it's, it's all the guys that Mike Tomlin loves. These aren't height, weight, speed guys. You know, these are guys who, who, you know, they don't, they're not like the fastest 40 times. They're just guys who are good football players. You know, Cam Sutton is never going to win an award for, you know, a pro bowl. He's never going to be on the top 100 list. He's just a solid dude. And he's a smart player that the Steelers love to move around. He started as a dimebacker, then he moved to slot. And now he's an outside corner in base. Then he moves inside in nickel and dime. I think the, the most underrated signing the Steelers had this offseason was Levi Wallace, who, again, this is a guy came out of Bama, ran a 4 6 5. Four six five forty. I mean, you know, I mean, this is just a guy who you would just think, well, he can't play. Instead, he's played seventeen hundred snaps for the, uh, the past five years for Buffalo, and Buffalo had the best pass defense in the league. Now, again, I'm not saying Levi Wallace is a shutdown guy, but as you know, as the Steelers play defense, it's not kind of you know they don't have guys travel. And then Akilah Witherspoon, you know, we joke about it. I mean, Akilah Witherspoon over the last six games last year, if you look at these numbers, they are absurd. What Akilah Witherspoon did over the last when he came in for Hayden last year when Hayden got hurt. So Akilo had to start. Akilo Witherspoon over six games had a completion percentage against of 48.5%. That's the best of anyone in the AFC North who played at least 200 snaps. He had five pass breakups, breakups in those six games. That's one less than Marlon Humphrey or Denzel Ward had in the entire year. He also had three interceptions, which led the division a year ago. Now, obviously, if he had done that over the course of a full season, I mean, we're talking about like, He's Darrell Revis. I mean, 45, 48% completion percentage against would have been the third best number in the league last year. So we're talking about like a true shutdown guy. I don't know that a Witherspoon is going to be that guy, but I think what he did at the end of last season was, was really encouraging. And it's why he really, if we talk about CB1 for the Steelers, Akilah Witherspoon is going to be CB1 for the Steelers this year. And you'll have Cam start on the other side. And then in, in nickel, he'll go inside and you have Levi there. So yeah, I like this room. Again, I just, it doesn't have a CB1. It's clearly the, the fourth best room in this division, but yeah, I, I, I think this room is exactly what kind of Mike, uh, Mike Tomlin wants it to be. That's a solid group of players who you know, they're not they're not the best. You're not, they're never going to get the, the top end awards, but they're going to be a solid secondary unit. Okay, two super chats real quick. Ready for Flacco revenge game? Hope for 4-0 versus the North. I thought you were a Ravens fan second. You can't say stuff like that. No, he, he's, he's strictly a Joe Flacco and Tom Brady fan. Which I can understand if you want to appreciate greatness, but how can anybody with the taste for greatness go out here and stand for Joe Flacco? I don't understand that. Like you know, what I mean, he, he falls on the yes side of is Joe Flacco elite? 
is Joe Flacco elite? He said, I guess you can't. You can't tell me you actually appreciate greatness and be like, yeah, Joe Flacco elite. That's not. That's not. Nah, come on, come on. Even like he had nine elite games in his career, which happened to be right at the right time. Like, no, really, four. He really had four in a row. I life. mean, I'll give him nine. He had some good regular season games that he year, did. too. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'll give him nine. He he was all right that year, but he, it was it. He he was never that again. He was all right. Come Didn't on. they sneak into the playoffs that year, though? Like, when is it by the end of the no, year? No, no, no. They, like, they got in at the back end. We, we, yeah. we, won, we won the division, but it was at the end of the year, basically. My yeah. Goodness. So yeah, they like snuck in. I remember like it was like Ray Rice took like a fourth and 26 check down play and converted. Oh, yeah, down. That was that was like a week 12 ish, 13. But if we would have lost that game, we would we didn't yeah, been over. Yeah, I'm saying fourth and 20. You know, nothing. And it worse. was like check down to Ray Rice. It was like, you know, yeah. Joe, what a great play by Joe Flacco. Yeah, it was like yeah, fourth and check down on fourth and 26. Right. He, and knew. Ray Rice. Tony, he anticipated. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna give it the 26. Right. Anyway, Q, ain't Gray, nothing like, worse, Tony, than when. A rival team in your division is the feel-good story. Like it, like with the Bengals last year. Oh, it just sucks when the rival team is the feel-good story, and then they're having that feel-good year. Everybody's like, "Oh, I love this team," and you're like, "Man, they still the Bengals." Like you know, you you gotta be the one dude hating, and now everybody hating on you because you hate it. Like it's not just Bengal fans mad at you; it's general fans mad at you. Like, you know. I think the Browns did y'all a favor, making sure for a fact they won't be the feel good team no time soon. So you know, I haven't heard enough thanks for that. You know, from from the rest of the AFC North that we have saved everybody from that. You know, but you know, keep taking us for granted. Hugh, will you ever do business with Tony Khan or Khan? If Tony Khan wants to do business with me, why would I say no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tony Khan. Yeah, I will work with you. There you go, Tony. Joe only North QB to beat Tom Brady in playoffs, unlike Ben. And with that, Ace, who's your fourth? Oh, no, give me an oh, Ace. Sorry. For me, it's going to be the Steelers here. Uh, a lot of question marks. Uh, even though Akilah Weatherspoon did great out last year, James Pierre had more snaps in pass coverage than him. Greedy Williams did. He had the same number as uh, Bengals fans remember. Literally only about five more than Vernon Hargraves, who was like our fourth or fifth corner. So even though Akilo Weatherspoon in a limited capacity did grade out well, um, he is a far cry from the 400 and the 500 snaps that usually starting corners get. Cam Sutton has 643. So we'll see how that goes. I don't think that they're going to be bad, right? I don't think that they're just going to get torched by a bunch of people. But I think Joe Hayden, you know, the loss of a guy like that, that can trail number ones and has done it for so many years, that experience, um, that IQ, I think that that's going to be missed. Now, uh, where that goes with the secondary, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe if it's a scheme thing, like Tony said before, maybe it won't matter. Maybe you just put in different pieces there. Uh, but I think after you look at Witherspoon and you look at Sutton and some of the guys that they have over there, there's a lot of unknowns after that. Um, so I think that's where they have issues, but I don't think that they're going to be a horrible secondary because there are some people out there saying that they think that it's just going to be a disaster there. I think I've seen in Pittsburgh them rotate that room around and always appear to be solid. It seems like they never outside of uh, outside of Joe Hayden have like a corner one guy and they still do solid. So I expect them to still do solid. Uh, but when I'm comparing them to the rest of the division, they're definitely number four for me. Okay, and before we go to number three, Tony, 
Yeah, let's have our sponsor. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Tom Brady would never beat us unprepared. I'm off the cut. Listen, our friends over at Manscaped, I could do these things. I could do these things <laughs> off the cup. Football's back, baby. We're seeing Mahomes sling the beautiful balls all over the field. And your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling your beautiful balls all season long with Manscaped's state of the art tech. We'll have your weapon looking more loaded than the AFC North. Football may be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. But you got to use our promo code AFC North Talk. That's AFC North Talk, all one word. Meet the best value bundle for Manscaped's Pocket Rockets, the Platinum Package. At quarterback, the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, a wily vet who makes sure the unit is running smooth and scoring nonstop. With proprietary advanced skin safe technology, the Lawnmower limits mistakes and protects the ball. Plus, it's waterproof, so the weather conditions are no issue. At running back, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer built to bust through all the right holes. A hairless nostril, it just helps keep a nose, or it helps to keep a nose for the end zone. On, off, on the offensive line, we have our unsung heroes, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, the Trent Williams, uh, or Trent, yeah, Trent Williams and Corey Lindsley of Sack Protection, standing strong to keep your boys fresh and clean through all four quarters. At wideout, the cleanest duo in the league, the ultra-premium body wash and ultra-premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. With their rugged scent, they attract both the ball and the ladies in the crowd. Plus, these two leave your skin and scalp feeling more hydrated. That means more plays on the field and less water breaks. At tight end, the product that makes your end look tight, Manscaped's anti-chafing boxer briefs, a dedicated jewel pouch to increase ball handling and cool, steady vibe thanks to their moisture-wicking fabric. On defense, is only one thing you need. The aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant with refined cologne-quality fragrance. It keeps sweat and locker room scents from making any ground. Plus, it dries clear so the opponent won't even know what hit him. And to top it all off, we'll throw in the best coach in the league, the Shed Travel Bag, as a free bonus. Built to hold the team together, this travel size bag has a fumble-resistant zipper. You, this has got to be a Super Bowl-winning roster, but don't take my word for it. Go on over to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping. But again, you have to use our promo code, AFC North Talk. That's AFC North Talk, all one word, at manscaped.com. And like I said, Manscaped does hell of a products. Their products are top quality. They're awesome. Um, I love it. I know people that recommend the products, they love it too. So yeah, definitely recommend Manscaped. Uh, so Q, going back to you, who is numero tres? Everybody, everybody sitting down. Everybody going to be okay. Everybody, all right, we're going to be Ravens. It's going to be the Bengals here at three. You know, we're going to put the Bengals here at three. Now, look, this is a solid room. I think, though, margin of error here is a little bit wide. Um, Given that if Eli Apple's not good, or I mean, like whatever he was last year, right? Like whatever level of play that you think Eli Apple gave, if he's not that same guy. There can be some problems with this room because, again, there's not a, like, a ton of experience. They have some like free agents here. Well, rookies here that they're going to have. Yeah, yeah, that they're going to try to run in here. Um, And, look, they gave 
Cheeto and Eli over a thousand snaps each last year. I mean, like they played them a ton last year. Mike Hilton as well. I think he had over about a thousand snaps. So, I mean, does that include playoffs or is that just regular season? Let me double check. It depends on how you have your filter going. Yeah, I I just got it on the roster. So, um, it's got to be playoffs because nobody gets all, well. No, about a thousand and, and eleven thousand snaps is about a full season. So yeah, they played them a ton last year. Um, so that tells me like they don't love their depth there at that position. That's probably why they went young there in the draft. Um, I don't know how fast these guys are going to pan out. What's the situation with Trey Flowers? Trey Flowers is a guy that they picked up, and he actually was really good for the Bengals. They kind of bring him in. Um, to kind of cover tight ends, and he did a really good job in that role. Like he shut down Travis Kelsey. He wasn't him on Mark Andrews last year. He slowed him down. Wait, so wait. he's kind of a special. They bring him in that? for a special role. Wait, 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 was he guy that was uh in his sweats in the Super Bowl? No, 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 no. no, no. no, no. That, that was. was yeah, that was Hargraves. That was Hargraves. Hargraves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see him on this roster. So <laughs> he's out of there. He was out of there. After that. <laughs> yeah, he was out of there the second he jumped on the field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he was like a first round pick, or, or yeah. he was like a, yeah, like a top ten pick. Yeah. They bust out quick sometimes, man. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I don't think they're going to be in trouble. Right? I think Cheeto's good enough. Um, I would wish – I mean, this is the, the sentiment I have for the entire Bengals defense. I wish they had one star above them all to make me feel a lot better about this defense. Like, they're a defense that doesn't have a brand name right now, which is the issue, right? When you look at Pittsburgh and you project them to be good, people go, okay, yeah, cool, TJ Watt. You talk about Baltimore, if you project their defense to be good, they go, okay, yeah, Marlon's going to be back, and so is uh, and so is Marcus Peters. Even though we don't know what Marcus Peters going to be at this point in his career, but you still have those guys with with Cincy. It's like you're gonna, you think they're going to be good, and then you kind of have to say it's a team Hendrickson's effort. That guy? Who Hendrickson? I would put Hendrickson there. I don't think everybody thinks about Trey Hendrickson like that. I think between well, within a certain so community can- of people. Trey Henderson is seen like that, but he's still a he's still in that underrated category, right? Like, if Max Crosby hasn't broken out of that yet, then he hasn't. You know what I mean? And Max is a little bit better than Trey, um, or at least they're about to. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't even want to go there. You know what I mean? Don't do <laughs> I don't it. Even, don't do it. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. Here it comes. The train is derailing. How do you I go there? But, you know, (laughs) there's so many places I could go with that. Uh, But, you know, I just don't think they have, you know, maybe Jesse Bates was on the verge of being that guy where people really looked at him as like, you know, one of the 20 best players in the league or something like that. But then he had that slip up last year. It's just hard. Um, But they're a really good unit. Like they're a really strong, solid unit. It's just, you know, they're, they're like a team. What was it? They're like the I don't want to disrespect y'all. I mean no disrespect. I mean this in a positive way. They're like the um the 2016 Atlanta Hawks, where they just had a lot of really good players and they won a lot of games on that side. They were a really good offense. They just didn't have anybody that's like, okay, it's third and it's third and six. We need you to make a play, right? Like there's nobody like that on that defense, which I worry about, but it was still a really good defense. Um, and probably the most consistent defense. I was saying the North last year. Um, so there's still like number three here is not a bad spot. Remember, man, some of these positions are just loaded in this division. Yeah. So three <laughs> is not a bad spot. Three might be top 10 still. Well, now nah, I don't know about all that, but three might be top half of the league. Um, and I think the Bengals are top half of the league secondary. 
We'll see. The one caveat is, you know, I just don't believe in this Eli Apple thing. Like, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of him. I think that this has a verge to fall off a cliff, but I could be completely wrong about that. I mean, it's not like PFF is saying he's been anybody that he hasn't been, right? Kind of like a borderline average DB. Yeah. Okay, we have one super chat here. It says, Q, I know we got Perion from the Texans trade, but do you ever wish the Browns took George Pickens? Nope. Not yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. You got Kate York out of that too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like it. You're coming around. No, I'm not coming around. I just got to say what I got to say right now. You, are, you, you come around. You, that's it. Like, yeah, no, you know what I mean? Look, look. You're all I'll put this out there. I think I predict this. I'm going to be more patient with Kate York than Browns fans will be this year. I think Browns fans by week 13 yeah. are going to be talking about we wasted a fourth round pick. I will be more patient because I don't have high expectations. You know Browns fans wanted K York to kick a 65-yard field goal last weekend? 65. They think he can do it. That's the fucking record. Oh, that's a, that's the record, dog. That's 66. 66, but it's close. Why would you have him attempt that? That is ridiculous. If he misses it, what, what's what's the benefit? If he misses it, then people are going to be like, oh, he sucks. He's not. This is, I know how this goes with kickers, dog. Everybody falls in love too fast. And then they think he's capable of doing something like that because he does it in a warm-up. And then he doesn't do it. And everybody acts heartbroken. Yeah. I know it's, how this the, works. The AFC North has good kickers, right? The AFC I mean, North. They had Justin Tucker, but think about uh, – uh, oh my god, well, might be the best division for kickers. If stop, it is the best division for kickers. It actually is. Tony, what's your number three? Boswell, okay, okay. I really, uh, three and two were hard, three and two were really hard. See, I, I, I'm not with you. I don't think for me, the Steelers were an easy four, um, but. Three and two were close. It was almost like I had to just decide, like, which fan base do I want to piss off? Because no, no matter who you put at three, that that fan base is going to feel slighted uh, for sure. Even though I think oh. these are both really both really good units. How dare you, know, you not have Cheeto Uzier over Denzel Ward? We had enough fun with with Bengals fans on that on that spaces. So today I'm going to put the Browns at number three uh, at the cornerback spot. Uh, okay, here's how I came up with this. Here's uh, here's how I came up with this. What are the question marks with each unit? I have a question. The biggest question I have, obviously, I have two questions with the Bengals. One, who is Eli Apple exactly? Right? We, we are we getting are we getting even decent? We get, if we got even decent Eli Apple, we're good. We're good. Because you guys know me, I love Mike Hilton. I love, love, love Mike Hilton. My my What's least favorite shirt. My least favorite play of last season oh, was that. Shirt. <laughs> yeah, I might have to get a shirt. <laughs> Actually, I need to get a boombox and wait outside his house and bring him back to Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> The play I loved the most, I hate, actually hated the most from Mike Hilton a year ago, was the interception he had in that Tennessee game yep. when he tipped the ball up to himself and intercepted it. You lost money That's, there? That is a perfect – that is that is the Mike Hilton experience. I talked about this last year. You know, I, was, I just hope that they used Mike as a – just a traditional cover nickel. You know what I mean? Just go out there and put him in coverage. Don't ever use him on the round one scrimmage. You know what I mean? Keep him on off coverage. Great. Because that's what he does the least bad. I mean, obviously, you know, Ace knows this from watching him for a year, man. Like the guy around the line of scrimmage yeah. is a monster. Um, so I have no, I have no problems there. The next question I had is like, okay, Shadobi Awuzie was the best cornerback in the division last year by the numbers, yeah. right? The question is, what was that? Was that a one year like? Remember the year Awuzie was the best corner in the division, or was that like a breakout year 
in this defense, you know, he is now a number one guy. Then I go to, okay, the problem that I go over to Cleveland, what are my questions there? Well, question number one is like, Greg News, Greg Newsom going into his second year, right? So he had a good rookie year, sophomore slump. Is he going to make a, is he going to make a jump? Is he going to, is he going to fall again? Could go either way there. And then, Q, what exactly are they doing at nickel? Is it Martin Emerson? Because I know they No, it's Greg Newsom. They're going to put Greg Newsom in the nickel sometimes. So they're rotating in, yeah, they're rotating him in and out. Um, And then, you know, the other boundary position is going to go down between AJ Green or Greedy Williams. And it looks like it's probably AJ Green. Okay, I thought I thought it might be Emerson. I mean, I thought he might have won that spot after the amazing pick six he had in that first preseason game. No, no, no. Martin Emerson's barely going to play this year. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but that's the other question I have, right? Which is like, okay, in those spots, you know, whether it's whether it's uh, Herb Miller, whether it's Greedy, whoever it is on that. Oh that, God, that not boundary. Herb Miller. <laughs> huh? No, Herb Miller's been terrible. He has been absolutely terrible. What? I wouldn't mind it. Uh, but that, but that's, but you see what I'm saying? Like, look, there's no question marks here about Denzel Ward. I think we all know who Denzel is. Denzel's a great player. Um, but it just came down to, I probably have a little more questions when it comes to who's going to play this, this outside corner position. And then what is Greg Newsom in year two? Um, so it was close, but I have Cleveland three. Okay. I'll go with Ace. Ace, Damn, Tony, you just kind of swayed me there. I didn't know. So I was thinking that Newsom and Emerson were the guys outside of, Denzel Ward. I didn't know that. I I will put this caveat in here. Emerson's not going to play, but it's not because he hasn't looked good in camp, right? This isn't like Emerson yeah, looks man. bad kind of deal. Yeah, he's looked good. Yeah, I thought it's he just... had the interception. He had the pick six, and so I thought it was a him thing. I didn't know that this AJ Green thing was like a legit. Like they're ready to put him out there, move Greg Newsom to the inside. Uh, so before that, I was probably going to go with the Bengals here because I felt like. With Cheeto, he was he did play as the the best corner in the division last year. The eighty four coverage great, one of the best corners in the NFL. I think it was top three if you put the twenty percent in there. And it wasn't like he was going against bums. This was against Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, a lot of the guys that were at the top of the league. I think the only guy that I remember having a game on him uh, was actually uh, the guy that was at Tennessee that just went to the to the Eagles. AJ Brown. AJ Brown, AJ Brown got the best of him for sure. But he was still locking up today in the in the uh, practice against the Rams with Cooper Cup. He had some plays against him. I think with Cheeto, his game has gone to the next level because he's had to kind of practice against the Jamar Chases and T. Higgins of the world and practice. And I just think it's a better scheme fit for him than it was in Dallas. Um, so I expect Cheeto to be there. I do have questions about Eli Apple. Uh, but when you go to the Mike Hilton factor, those are three guys that I do feel more comfortable about. I even like Flowers as well. Uh, but I do think, personally, Denzel Ward is the best corner. If if I had to bet money, he's the best corner in the division, for sure. Uh, Greg Newsom, I felt like they had a dynamic duo with those two over there. Uh, being that they're going to move him to the inside, I'm not sure how that's going to work. I kind of like them on the outside um, as far as that. Uh, with that third position, I'm not sure. Like, if it is A.J. Green, I'm seeing that this guy only played 100 snaps. That's less than Akilah Weatherspoon played. That's less than Vernon Hargraves played for the Bengals. So I've seen this before with Darius Phillips, where you have a guy that has, you know, a small sample size that looks good, but is that what he's going to be doing when he has to play, you know, close to six, 700 pass coverage snaps? So I have to see more in terms of that from A.J. Green. That's a question mark for me. But I do feel good about uh, Denzel Ward, obviously. 
do feel good about I'm I'm kind of I don't know because some guys can play nickel and then some guys kind of struggle with it. So it's hard to say about Newsom. I feel better with Newsom on the outside, but with that nickel corner, I don't know what they're doing there. I know that you guys had Troy Hill. Was Troy Hill not good last year? I kind of was right. Look, 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 the thing with Greg, and I think it's getting overblown, is yeah, he will play slot, but like when is he playing slot? Is the important mm-hmm. question. Well, don't right? didn't you say that they play they play four they play the four two five a lot? Yeah, they play four. So wouldn't he be playing it all the time? Yeah, he would be playing it all the time. But like, it's not like he's going on like somebody's third receiver. The reason they have him in the slots because a lot of teams like the Bengals do this all the time, where they'll either put Jamar on that X island by himself or they'll yeah. rotate him over the slot. So yeah. this way, they're thinking when they play a team like the Bengals, instead of having to like. Hold on for dear life when MJ Stewart is on, you know, yeah, know Jamar Chase. I know what this is yeah. about. They're yeah. scared of Chase Claypool. They're scared that Chase Claypool. <laughs> this is, is think about what and the Steelers are doing, right? Teams are trying to get more athletic well, and more it's, skilled it's at slot. slot. Now, yeah. yeah. So it's just them trying to be prepared for that move. I don't mm-hmm. think his snap goes snap count goes down. And again, whenever they're not in base for uh four two five, they mm-hmm. probably have him on the boundary again. But yeah. it's just kind of a we want more of a skilled player here. Um, is it going to be like is he going to kind of be like a Marlon Humphrey kind of guy in the slot? Do you think like have you seen him? It would be like part? putting a number one. It would be like putting a one or two corner in the slot. So he's yeah. not going to be like Mike Hilton is where Mike Hilton's a true mm-hmm. slot and he has right. slot responsibilities. The Browns are probably just going to use JOK and some of their smaller more like Jacob Phillips and those smaller athletic linebackers for some of those responsibilities or their sub linebackers. So I'm talking about like strong safety. We're talking about Ronnie Harrison probably doing that stuff or Grant Delpit. So it's it's a new role, but I don't think this role, it's kind of similar to what they have Jalen Ramsey doing out there in LA yeah. where mm-hmm. he kind of just moves around. Because Marlon plays a, played a ton of slot over yeah. the past couple of years. Yeah. Marlon Marlon yeah. 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 So it is, it is becoming more common as teams get more and more scared of Chase Claypool. Yeah, yeah. but before before that, I was thinking that it was going to be uh, – and maybe it still is, like you said, depending on the package. But I was thinking Emerson was going to be that guy as the third corner, uh, especially <laughs> after you guys got rid of Troy Hill and – and went and drafted I Emerson. I thought, and I saw him do the pick six. I'm like, oh, he's got to be the third Man, guy. Martin Emerson's future is boundary side, cover six on the four side, right? Like he's going to be on the quarter side of cover six for his whole career. <laughs> he is excellent within that 20, like from 10 to 20 or uh, 10 to 30 yards. Oh, yeah, he got that. Oh, boy, if he has a deep cross, he cooked. If you can cut and turn on him with no help, He's, oh, so yeah, he ain't got the hips. Yeah. yeah, he big sure. corner. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually ends up playing slide a little bit against like Chase Claypool because again, you're not worried about the, the like discrepancy use, in the hips. Flowers on like a tight end or something like that. Like I, yeah, some, I see him probably subbing in a lot in the end zone in the red zone packages. So like you know when you have some bigger bodies out there and they're worried about getting posted up and you don't have all that space for him to get lost in. Um, then, then you similarly how they use Greedy Williams, where they just don't want to let Greedy play a lot of zone. So, wait, Ace, did you have did you have the Bengals three or the Browns three? Yeah, I actually originally I was gonna have the Bengals three, uh, but I've got the I've got a, the Browns now because I'm just if I'm going off of last year, I almost feel like the Browns are number one because they gave the Migos like the biggest the biggest competition in the division. But I just like when you introduce the unknown of of him moving into the slot. That wasn't what I thought the plan was. So that kind of, that kind of threw me off. 
Uh, they don't have any killer withers okay. in there. They got a lot of question marks. Oh, <laughs> this is I'll all give you my three. This year. I'll give you my three real quick here. Um, and it is for me, it's the Bengals. Uh, and the reason why it's the Bengals, I think we, we, we basically summarize it well. Shido, I think I actually don't think Shido is gonna take a massive step back. If he takes a step back, it's gonna be minimal because he had a, such a great season that sometimes it's hard to replicate the great season. I I love his trend when he was with the Cowboys. You can see that he was gonna be a good player. Uh, he was not a, a, a star, but you can see how he. And then he came to the Bengals. So it was like he fit well in that scheme. He fit well with the team. He played great. Like y'all, my biggest question is effing Eli Apple, right? Eli Apple was a sneeze away from being out of the seat, uh, out of the league, and he happened to fall to the Bengals, and he played well, right? He played well for a normal corner. He played outstanding for Eli Apple standards, right? Uh, so those, so, so that is huge, right? Because if Eli Apple goes back to the Eli Apple of the Giants and the Saints. Then you have a hole in whatever side he's going to be in, right? Then you have Mike Hill. Mike Hill is a, like Tony and I said, this good guy you have there on a blitz. Um, they, they, they can, you know, he, he knows how to read the quarterback side. He knows how to anticipate those. Um, decent decent uh, on coverage. Um, but the biggest question, no doubt, I don't think it's Sheeta. I think she will be fine. Is can, my, can, can Eli Apple be... 80% at least of what he was last year. If he can be 80% of what he was last year, I think this room is good. And then after that, I think, in my opinion, both the Ravens and, and the Browns, will talk about those two teams, have more depth. And that's why I rank them. But I don't think Bengals should be worried. Well, should be concerned about Eli Apple, right? That's the concern, in my opinion. If Eli Apple comes and be what he was last year, then your corner room is, is solid. It's good. There's no no slap. It's a good corner. And I think with Shido, I have no questions. I think the dude is a star. Okay, so we have a super chat here. Real quick. Akalon, Akalon, maybe. How do you guys feel about your defense ability to adapt to different scenarios and schemes? I mean, both base and your coach scheme and the players. I will start with, with saying this about the Ravens. The Ravens have a new coach. The coordinator. We'll see how he ha- how he is. Wink Martinale. I like them a lot, but his uh, adjustments in defense was ain't working. I'm gonna blitz you more. I'm gonna blitz you more. Right. He's, the what- he's the Kylo Ren. He's the Kylo Ren. Get more. Yeah, yeah. I will blitz you more. So uh, uh, McDonald, we'll see. It's gonna be interesting with him. So I cannot really answer that questions so right now. I think one thing that the Ravens do have right now is in the secondary in general, they added so much depth. So I'm very interested to see how they're going to play with all this depth. Um, If I was a betty man, they're definitely going to blitz less this year. So, but yeah, right now I cannot completely answer that because I'm not sure how Mike is going to utilize these players. I'm very curious because the preseason is whatever, right? The preseason, they're trying different things. I saw Dafe always dropping into the middle linebackers. Now, he drops in coverage, but they were doing some crazy stuff. And I think they're just trying to see if a guy can be do this or that, right? 
I want to see in the regular season how he adapts because I that's a question that I have for the Ravens defense. How about you guys? Yeah, I think for, for me, I could say that the Bengals probably have one of the most versatile defenses in the NFL. Um, Lou Anarumu, the things that he does, he has something for every, it seems like, personnel for every single kind of offense, whether it's a run-heavy offense where he could use DJ Reader and the big guys up front, uh, whether it's going to be a passing offense like Pat Mahomes where you got to drop six or seven guys into the secondary um, and just sit there. And one of the things that he did, uh, I think, in this draft that was interesting is Dax Hill. And today at practice against the Rams, they were using Dax Hill, especially with Jesse Bates being back. He wasn't in practice, but they were moving Dax all over the place. And you're going to see Dax get moved all over the place. He's going to be in the nickel. He's going to be outside. He's going to give you three safety looks. Like, there isn't really a defense that we can't play. Uh, for the most part, he usually runs nickel, but I've seen him jump in the quarters. Like, there's – with the, the versatility that this team has, uh, the defense just makes it so that they can adapt to any kind of offense and any kind of scheme that you put out there. And then you talk about Akeem Davis-Gaither, a guy who's a linebacker but also a former safety. He's got versatility. The biggest thing that people don't talk about – I know a lot of Bengals fans talk about Joseph Osai – and the pass rushing ability. Uh, but one thing that Lou also does is he drops some of his edge rushers in coverage. And a lot of people don't know, Joseph Osai used to actually be an inside linebacker the year before he was drafted. So before his last season, he actually was a linebacker. So sometimes he'll do things like drop those guys in the coverage as well. So I think um, with what we have based off a of Lou system now, it's, it's definitely a lot of people came away from the drafts in that versatility is just a key there i'm excited i'm definitely excited to see what uh how they use dax hill now that bates is back in the building you know you date i mean hill's been too good to keep on the bench so yeah i'm, I'm excited you to see how they, keep him on the bench There's how no they move, yeah how they move him around the steelers are going to have a we'll talk about this in the safety show but i think they're going to do a similar thing with edmonds now now they have demonte casey who's had a really good camp and, and a really good preseason and you're already seeing looks where they're kind of moving edmonds down to a, a linebacker ish role um so that'll be interesting to watch for the Steelers I mean as far as you know their ability to adapt I mean you know this is how you end up with a room like this that is also a top 10 pass unit a pass defense unit because Mike Tomlin is so good at, at scheming things I think this is what this Steeler defense does does maybe better than I mean obviously they rush the passer better than anyone but you know right behind that I think Mike and Tomlin, you guys got Flores I, a lot of people yeah. keep forgetting that Flores is the DC now exactly no well, Terrell Austin is the okay. DC Okay. Your, your, your friend Terrell Austin. <laughs> oh, Bengals, yeah, uh -oh. Yeah. Bengals fans only have nice things to say about Terrell Austin every time I, I talk. Yeah, <laughs> I've had I've been in that position before. Ooh. <laughs> uh, but no, I think this is what you know. This is when I talked about right. You know, go look up at that Packers game, right? What Devontae Adams was able to do in that game, or you know, you guys had to like go that, back yeah. to that to uh, his uh, first in in Detroit to find something good, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. He's great in Detroit. I mean, he's great, but he was he's been the secondary coach for like three or four years now, so. Um, and it's, you know, at the end of the day, how much of this is it going to be his defense versus what it has been in years past, which is Tomlin's yeah. defense. Yeah. So I think, I think I have no, the worry I have with this defense is when you have a room like this, especially with the corner room, right. When you just go up against that superior talent, right. Who do they really struggle against last year? The chargers with a loaded, you know, they had a great quarterback and a loaded wide receiver room, the Bengals, great quarterback, loaded wide receiver room. chiefs, same thing, right. Those are rooms that the Steelers are never going to match up well against given the, the construction of the room, but otherwise everyone else. I like I like my chances. Q. Um, versatility. I mean, Bengals are pretty versatile. 
I say the Browns have probably the most potential to be versatile out of everybody because they have so many like cross position players that they could throw out there in hybrids. Uh, but we haven't seen it in practice as much, right? Like the Browns have been very vulnerable to some weaknesses for me to put them in that position. So I would probably go with uh, Cincinnati just because I've seen them be more versatile than what we expected from a Lou Anarumu system, which was like for the longest, I'm going to just go cover one under and just see what happens the whole game, right? Like he just knew one play, one under. He ran one under in that two-minute drill versus Baker Mayfield in 2020. It blew my mind that he just decided to stick in that. And they were just running like, okay, we're just going to run these outs. Everything else is all there. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's been a pleasant surprise. Again, the Bengals have a lot of solid players at every level of that defense. So it's easy for them. It's easier for them to be uh, more versatile where you look at a team like Cleveland who has a lot of versatile players, but you know, have some deficiencies too, right? Defensive tackle is an area where like, mm, I don't know how big the death is there. Right. So if the Browns needed to go to a heavier front, are they really capable of it? I don't think so. Last year, the Bengals were tremendous at that because they had like three or four bodies they could throw out there. Um, against the run if they really needed to. And even when one went down in Larry Ogunjobi, they were able to adapt and replace. So, you know, you got to give it to the team that showed it the most last year, and that's the Bengals. Okay, well, so with number two here, Q, I'm going to you again. Who do you have in number two? Oh, I got the uh, the Ravens here. Okay, hopefully my cat doesn't turn off the stream for me, right? Because she is happy to see me. Um, but, yeah, I have the Ravens here. Let me just move my keyboard off. There you go. All right. You do whatever you want. All right. But I got the Ravens here. Um, why do I have the Ravens here? Well, the Ravens have Marlon Humphrey, who's normally really good. He was not good last year. Um, he was up and down, right? Wasn't the hump that we expect. I expect that to be just a same thing as like, oh, Lamar's numbers were down last year kind of deal. I know he was hurt. So it's not a one to one thing, but he did get cooked versus Jamal Chase like pretty badly. Um, who's a bad matchup for And Deontay. Right? Oh, yeah, Deontay Johnson. He, 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 I mean, for a dude who normally, like, you know, Marlon on them big matchups, he usually shuts guys down. Had some concerning performances against some big-time wide receivers. But it happens. Uh, you know, sometimes it's not your year. Or Darius Washington, I thought was pretty good last year. I don't know what y'all think. I thought Darius was cool. I, I think people give him a lot of shit. I like Ardarius. I think he's all right, right? I mean, this is a guy. He was a number three corner at Alabama, right? He was behind Trayvon Diggs and what, Mika Fitzpatrick and who else was down there? They had that somebody actually good. Oh, uh, the, 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 the guy's son. The guy's son. Patrick uh, Sertan. Yeah, they had Patrick <laughs> Probably the highest drafted player out of all of them, right? So they, they, he came from a loaded defense um, out there at Alabama. I, I like his potential. Is he Alabama or is he Washington? Oh, no. Ardarius Washington. I'm thinking yeah. about Ardarius Stewart. Yeah. Oh. I think you were confusing players. But you know, what, oh, no. What's his was, name? Y'all had him last year. Not Anthony Avery is who you were talking about. Yeah, Avery. 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 Yeah, Avery's y'all don't there, have him. He's out. Year, he left. Yeah. yeah, he gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, never mind. Dude, just throw out everything I said about Ardarius <laughs> yep. Washington. I thought yeah, it was Anthony Avery. Send black that last three minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, forget <laughs> that one. Um, we do have a Washington, but. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking of the wrong A, Averett, L, A name at DB there. And Kyle Fuller. They yeah, could get Kyle Fuller, yes. Kyle Fuller That's why something. I'm shocked you're putting them here at two. Nah, I don't like Kyle Fuller that much. But okay. It... All right. See, this is what we – I don't like when we do I – mean, okay, we're setting ourselves up for just to be sad for 16 games. No, I, I, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I don't like Kyle Fuller more than I like Greg Newsom. 
and I don't like, well, I mean, like Marcus Peters, obviously in there, but I think Marcus Peters has some real questions coming off an injury at 30 years old. I think it's fair. Yeah, no, I mean, like, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you on this. Yeah, yeah. So, like, There's you know. question marks, but they're, okay, well, I'll let you finish, then I'll, I'll talk about that. I don't think they're unquestionably the best DB room for this year if we're projecting. I do, but. I mean, obviously, you put the Browns at three, so we're going to have a difference of opinion here. But, yeah, so, you know, I, I think this is a really good room. I think it's probably one of the best in the NFL. I think the Browns room will end up being better by the end of the year um, just because I think the Browns have a little bit more depth, and I like the Browns' top two players about as much, if not more, than I like the Ravens' top at here, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, I like the youth there that you get with the Greg Newsome versus the youth that you don't get there with a, I don't want to say aging, he's 29.6, but, you know, he's getting up there in age coming <laughs> off of a... PFF does it by decimal. I love the by yeah, decimal. Yeah. No, no, you got to do it by decimal. No, you got to do it by decimal because he's... Because you can he, say a guy's 29, you know, but he might turn 30 he, tomorrow. He, he might turn 30 by September, yeah. you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. Exactly. He's 29.6, so, you know, he's not the youngest guy in the world. He's coming <laughs> off of a knee injury. So, you know, is he back off pup yet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's back. Sure. Yeah, yeah, he's back. Yeah. Okay, so you know, let's see what Marcus Peters is. And Marcus Peters, like, if there's a corner who argue, who there's an argument for his game's not going to age well. The second athletically he drops off a little bit, it's got to be for Marcus Peters, right? Like, he's Trayvon Diggs, the original, right? But you know, let me ask you this: Are you taking are you taking the safety room into account at all with this with these rankings? Because like, no, I thought we were doing DBs, right? Well, but I'm saying like, just when we're checking out how good this room is going to be. You, it's hard to like to yeah. It's hard to separate it. Separate I like the like, Brown safety room just as much as I like the the Ravens safety room. Okay, I'm just saying like they they clearly upgrade right. The Ravens upgrade. Yeah, yeah, they got some nice pieces. The corners like and you know, yeah. it's like a trickle down thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be a good room. Yeah. Absolutely, okay. no doubt. Probably gonna be one of the best uh, secondaries in football. Yeah. I just think. However, one, I just think there's a better secondary, you know, in this division. You know, but we'll get to that. Yep. Okay. Uh, Tony, who is your number two? Yeah, my number two is the Bengals. Um, Chidobia Wuzier had a, an amazing stat last year that I just I had to look at like how many times has this actually been done before? He had less yards per reception than average depth of target, <laughs> right? Meaning that on average, they would target him 12 yards down the field. And the average reception that they made was only nine yards down the field. That's absurd. That's absurd. What a, and Awuzie, you know, think about Awuzie last year. And why I do, why I do feel comfortable with him is this isn't a situation where he played really well early in the year. He kind of earned quarterbacks respect, and they stopped going his way. He had ninety targets last. I mean, they just kept they just kept trying Awuzie all year. Like, Look, I don't believe it yet. And Awuzie just continued game after game to be. You know what? What was last year the best corner in this division? I think he led the he led the entire division in, in pass breakups. He had what a fifty seven percent completion percentage, and as I said, less yards per catch than average depth of target. <laughs> Absurd. Um, I, they're the huge the the and then obviously everybody knows my love for Mike Hilton. He's one of my favorite players. Um, the huge question mark here is what do they get? What are they going to get out of Eli Apple? But even you know for me. Th- I think they're going to get really good play out of Awuzie. I think they're going to get really good play out of um, out of Mike. So even if they just, you know, like we've all been saying, even if they just get, he, even if Eli Apple is just a guy, you know, he's just a dude. He doesn't have to be anything special. And this room is completely fine. So 
Um, yeah, it was close with the Browns, but I have the Bengals too. Okay, uh, Ace, we have number two. Yep, I've got the Bengals here as well. And uh, I think for a number of reasons outside of a Wouzier who I literally had to put up a tweet last year to show people how amazing he was playing uh, when I compared him to Jalen Ramsey. And I said, player A has allowed this many yards, this many touchdowns. This is the completion percentage and all of this. This is how many interceptions he has. And this is how many touchdowns were caught on him. And player B has this many. And everybody thought that uh, they couldn't believe that it was Cheeto. Um, that I was comparing to Jalen Ramsey, who had better numbers than Jalen Ramsey last year. And that's not to say that he's just better than him. That's just the level that he was playing at last year against some good competition. Uh, but I think you talk about Mike Hilton. He's a guy that, you know, coverage isn't really his strong suit. Like, he's not Drake Kirkpatrick at it, but he's a guy that you can blitz. He's a guy that you can do some other things with. He's extremely physical. Uh, he can call turnovers out. Uh, I mean, that Ryan that Ryan Tannehill play, he kind of called that before it happened. He saw it early in the game, and he was like, if they do that again, I'm taking it. So he's a very smart player. Uh, Quentin Flowers, I think, is the most underrated guy out of this group. What he did against tight ends last year was insane. Um, against some of the top tight ends, they were able to take him, which was a guy that pretty much flamed out in Seattle. He's a bigger corner, 6'3", and they – really carved out a role for him against tight ends. And he was extremely effective in that role. Uh, Eli Apple, I hate that he just gets pounded on because what the Bengals really do with Eli Apple, what Lou did when you look at the numbers, I believe on SIS, they don't have this available for free. But at one point when I tried the trial, I saw this. They used him mostly in zone. So they're not putting Eli Apple on an island with anyone. They're giving him a zone and telling him, hey, just protect this area. So that's the way that they essentially – hit Eli Apple last year was just having him play a zone for the most part. Um, now, he's still been solid this season. He's actually been very good in practice against Jamar Chase. But a lot of people forget the Bengals also drafted Cam Taylor Britt, who's hurt right now. But he's a guy that kind of serves as that Eli Apple uh, insurance, per se, out of Nebraska. And they're expecting some things out of him. Now, I will say there was a lot of hype with CTB coming in. I think I've heard from reports that he hasn't um, had the best camp so far. He bounced back right before he was injured, um, but he's got a core injury. He is expected to have surgery. I assume that he will be back, but he's missing valuable reps. And I feel like as a rookie corner, you have to get used to speed. You have to get used to all of that. So I think it's a tall order to say that he's going to play a factor right now. But I think if – all of those guys are solid. I think you have a room that's at least four or five deep that have different roles and bring different things to the table. And on top of that, you talk about Dax Hill, right? Like with Jesse Bates back, guess who's going to be playing a lot of nickel corner? Dax Hill. So do you include Dax Hill in that conversation too? It's kind of hard to say, yeah, but I would imagine that that's how they're going to use Dax Hill because that's what they've been doing already with him in a nickel, him on the outside. So I wouldn't be surprised if you also see Dax Hill at corner uh, but that's why I've got the Bengals at number two here. Quick question before I do my number two, I just have a question about Dax Hill. Wouldn't they try him at as the second safety? No, they've got Von Bell. They've got Von Bell so and they Justin. Yeah, they okay. they but, bring. We do have a three safety look, but they have been using um, Dax at nickel. They're moving him like all over, like nickel and even on the outside. They think that he can play all three positions, and they've been trying to kind of prep for when Jesse Bates comes back. Is Minka the worst safety in this division? Hit subscribe. I've been thinking about – shut up, shut up. I've been thinking about this. Uh, Okay, but one thing I've been thinking about, and maybe this is silly because it kind of gives away the coverage if you do it this way, 
But mm. wouldn't Dax Hill and Jesse Bates in a too high look just be like, okay, that would well, be crazy. That's that's, that's what a lot of people want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why I said like. Yeah, but I, I guess if, a second safety. Yeah, but, but if you don't trust one guy to come down, like, Von Bell outplayed Jesse Bates last year. Like, if you're comparing the, the top two safeties, like during the regular season, Jesse Bates had a down year. During yeah. the playoffs, he looked amazing, and everybody that just saw the Bengals in the playoffs, they're like, "Oh, Jesse right. Bates." But really, Von Bell outplayed him last team, year between between those two. Does Von play any sub linebacker in the nickel? He does play some sub linebacker. Okay, so you well. could rotate in Dax in those situations and yeah, have yeah, Von Dax and Dax on the field at the same time. Okay, I mean, Ooh, or have Von be the dime backer, you know what I mean, in, in a dime yeah. set and just be yeah. super athletic. Yeah. yeah. So we, we can talk about that next week. Um, me, hey, Jacoby Brissett's going to have a rough, a rough one, huh? <laughs> like, this is yeah. what the, the, yeah, the Bengals are going to be easy to beat this year. <laughs> For yeah. me, number two here is the Browns. I, and I, like, I like the Browns. I, I like what the Browns offer. Newsom from it surprised me because I thought I thought Newsom was gonna be good, but he he exceeded my expectations last year. I thought he was well prepared because usually rookies and this year I, I'm taking into account because we decided to bring more of that and rookies. Last year I think I put the Browns up but not as up because I thought Newsom was a rookie, right? I mean I do it for the Ravens as well. So that being said, Newsom again surprised me. He was really good in 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 when he played over there in the outside. Moving him to inside, um, it could be good. It could be bad, right? I, I don't know. I I will say this: Marlon Humphrey, in my opinion, is a AA plus outside corner. He is a solid B in the inside, right? It is different. I, I think he is best suited on the outside. The problem is, once Sevignan every year got injured. The next best thing is to put Marlon there because if you put anybody else, it's getting cooked. So even though his play, in my opinion, is not as good, that's why they put him there. So we'll see with Newsom. He might be, you know, all pro for all we know. He may struggle a little bit. We'll see with time. Um, Denzel Ward, I mean, Denzel Ward is one of the top corners in the league. He's been great. Obviously, he got the big paycheck this year. And then we have on the other outside, Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams, I thought he was going to be better when they drafted him. At this point, he is a guy that is fighting for snaps. Um, it looks like A.J. Green is beating him up, right? So you, when they when Greedy Williams got drafted, A.J. Green was it was it the same draft? It's hard to tell between that battle with A.J. Green and Greedy just because Greedy doesn't play in the preseason because they're they're making sure that shoulder nerve injury he had in 2020 doesn't pop up again. So he doesn't get to play in the preseason games. So we don't know if that's because he's secured at the spot or it's because of the shoulder, right? So it's hard to gauge who's winning that battle. It's still either or, I think, between the two of them. They both had good camps. But AJ Green, AJ Green and him was in the same draft class, right? AJ Green was undrafted last year. Green last Williams year? was 2019. Yeah. Okay. But I think it when the the Browns drafted AJ oh, not AJ Brown, um Greedy Williams back there in 19, they they, they would have thought he was gonna be their corner on the other side with Denzel. Um obviously they then they went to draft Newsom. I think look if Newsing is their best alternative in the slot, I have no problem. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it might take a step back while he learns the position. 
but if he might be completely fine at the end of the year. That other side, I mean, AJ Green might be playing great right now um, and uh, on camp. We'll see, right? Sometimes when the real game comes, things sometimes not follow the same thread. But overall, this is a good DB room, right? If if AJ Brown, AJ Brown, if AJ Green, and you have uh, Greedy Williams playing similar, and they can be that solid third and fourth corner. I mean, that's great as a third and fourth corner, right? Newsom looks to be a pro bowler in the near future, and we'll know what this award is. I think they're number two, uh, but they they still have a great room. I, I do like them a lot. We have a couple super chats here before we go to number one. I can't see putting the Browns at third for CB for for me when I believe that our third and fourth CB Williams and AJ Green could be better than the Bengals second and Eli Apple. And could that was be. could be right, but again, you know, just just this is I did this all for me. It all came down to like probability wise, right? Yes, Eli Apple could be very bad, and that and that means I would be wrong in these. Well, uh, hold on, wait. There is a question. Would you rather have Greedy Williams or would you rather have Eli Apple? What Eli Apple? You can't, ask, you can't Eli ask me Apple? that. You can't, you can't ask me that. I mean, come yeah. on. I'm a Greedy Williams guy. I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> but, but, but really, they're they're pretty much the same player, though. Athletic, high potential. Right. Just inconsistent with, with, with what they oh, do. But last year, Eli was Eli was fairly consistent. That's the only thing. Yeah. Greedy yeah. hasn't put it together. Now, now, to be fair, Eli is in year. Both had Eli is way older, though. So, like, yeah. this could so, be the year that Greedy yeah, yeah. put it together. So, so yeah. I mean, they've both was... been around 60, 65 graded DBs their entire career. You know what I mean? Like, both of them. That's what I'm saying. So, it's I like, yeah. And Tyler Beck, Greg Newsom is what Greedy was supposed to be. Yeah, I think I was. that's what I was trying to say. And then they drafted yeah, Greg. Was, yeah. Yeah. That's what they expected because because yeah, if Greedy would have been that guy, then obviously Newsom would have been in the Browns, right? Because why? Yeah. But anyway, Q, you're number one. By the way, I'm wondering, like, who's going to be the team when they make the 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 inevitable? Um, Josh Allen is like the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Documentary. Who's going to be the team that takes the biggest? Like, who's going to be laughed at more? for not taking them, right? Because there's always one team that just gets away with it, right? The Donovan McNabb thing, I think the Bengals got made fun of not taking Donovan McNabb because they took uh, uh, infinitely worse, what was his name, Achilles Smith, mm-hmm. and then the Browns ended up taking Tim Couch, who was not good, but, like, not as bad, and we got and got away with it. I'm wondering, like, are the Jets going to be the one where they're going to be like, wow, you really just didn't take him because he went before Josh Rosen, right? So they can't. it can't be the Cardinals. They they do it. I'm I don't know that you're ever gonna I don't know that you're gonna make fun of anyone because quite honestly, there were a lot of people in the draft process that thought he shouldn't have been a first round pick, period. His thing was like either he's the first pick of the draft or he's not. Like yeah, that's so it was or like he yeah, he's either the first, yeah, he's either he's either your QB one or he's your QB six. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like passing on Andrew Luck. I ain't trying to make it sound like that. Yeah. But I mean, somebody usually gets made a donkey for passing up on, on a guy that good. But nah, nah, Baker was too good to be that, right? Like he wasn't good, great or anything, but it was like, yeah, you've seen people do worse with him. Like, it's not like they drafted Jamarcus Russell. They took Josh, Josh Rosen at number one. Oh yeah. This would be us. But (laughs) it wasn't like Baker was that terrible. Um, I ain't going to dig his dirt, his grave that deep, but 
Let's go to number one here. Um, clearly, I have the Cleveland Browns, and clearly, I am going to be accused of being extra biased because y'all did oh, no yeah. favor. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, ranking yeah, 100%. That I feel like this is a troll job done by y'all, but you know what? I'm just going to accept it, <laughs> and if I end up being right by the end of the year, oh, you won't hear the end of it. So this is going to be where I plant the proverbial flag. Yeah, I think the Browns have the best corner room, especially if you're just talking strict corners here. Um Denzel Ward is good as any number one corner in the NFL. Um, you know, just got his money. We'll see if he's still the same caliber guy. But and we know what his issues are against those bigger body wide receivers, right? But now that Chase Claypool's in the slot, we don't really got to worry about some things <laughs> no more, right? Um, so <laughs> there is that with Denzel Ward. Um, Greg Newsom, I think sneakily might be. Just as good as Denzel Ward this year, um, because he has taken wow. the leap he can. Like the, the leap he has taken, he was really good last year. Um, but I think he's taken a significant leap. If you look at like the improvement in his feet, his technique, his ability to just—that's one thing he has. He doesn't have great long speed. He has all right speed. He's like a four-four guy, but his recovery speed is just insane. Um, his ability to just recover and, and play back off of it. And now that he's going to be put in a position where he's near the ball more, I think he's going to make a lot more plays. I think that kind of factored into everybody's ranking the position change for him. I look at it similarly to how I look at JOK technically having a responsibility change to where, yeah, he was really good in the role they asked him to be in this year, but now they're going to ask him to be closer to the football more often so he can make more plays on it. I think you're going to see that recovery speed and his feet and this is – ability to just work routes right that's what he is the best at he's just good at working small quick little jumpy routes he just loves working those so he's going to be getting a ton of those when he's working that slot corner position and then when you talk about the boundary side you can throw aj green out there and just see what you have in there right in that in that 86.2 pro football focus grade like 176 snaps which is not nothing 116 coverage snaps it's not nothing but it's not anything to 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 say this is who he is right like if that's the case he's the best corner on the team um so it, it is something there you want to see what you have there but you have the confidence in knowing, hey, if A.J. Green does not work out and he's awful and this is a Darius Phillips situation, you can throw Greedy Williams out there. You know who Greedy Williams is on the boundary and you'll mm -hmm. be fine. Push come to shove. If you really want to, you can put Greg Newsom back in there and figure it out and put A.J. Green in the slot, which those two are going to be rotating in those position sets anyways, depending on what the matchup is. And then also you have Martin Emerson, who you feel like probably by the end of the year, can take a lot of boundary snaps if you want him to. Um, I think this team, I think A.J. Green is going to be, you know, from all reports from everybody, when you talk to his teammates in camp, they feel like he's a starting level corner. Um, when you talk about Greedy, he's about the same level where he's not like a great corner, but they feel like, you know, he could be a starting level corner on a lot of teams. We're talking about, you know, the fourth or fifth guy on the depth chart right now. And then Martin Emerson, who's shown some tremendous flashes, he can't work over top or anything, and he's not like Longs. He kind of reminds me of Antonio Cromartie. Remember his big ass next to Darrell Revis, where it's like, look, if you keep him in the cloud, he's fine. But once you take him off of it and he has to replace Darrell on the other side to be the one guy on the island, he's not going to be good. But I think he has a future there on the cloud side. So as long as you have a safety over top, I think you could do stuff with him. Um, but, yeah, I think this is a really solid room, one through six. I think there's just... 
really good corners. This is the type of the room that can take a hit, right? My issue with the Bengals is like, hey, what happens if uh, Eli Apple falters a little bit? Does that switch up the whole dynamic in that secondary? Cam Taylor Britt. Up? Huh? Cam Taylor Britt. Is he a rookie? Yeah, yeah. You see what I mean? So like a so lot of it, people it, thought he was gonna like basically start over Eli, but it hasn't gone that way so far. Yeah. So it's like you know, even then it's like a rookie kind of a situation where you're you're taking a bit more of a gamble than you are going like you know what greedy is at this point, right? He's a good but not great corner. AJ Green, you hope he's like a great corner, but you're probably expecting he's a decent corner at the end of the day. Um and somebody who can live with good safety help over top, which the Browns have enough safeties to help. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I feel strongly about this room. I think there are a bunch of guys in here who are going to end up surprising a lot of people. Um, and when you have this kind of death and then the Browns play as many DBs as they do on the field, I think it's really going to show by the end of the year, hey, this was the best DB room. I think it has the potential to be one of the best in football. I'm not going to be as bold and to say that, but I will say it is one of the better. Like if you just look at it, position, well, talent to talent, it's one of the deeper ones in all of football. Like you know, I'm, this is kind of like what what uh, the 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 Chargers had in what 2018 when they were able to run that Lamar defense with like seven DPs on the field. This is a similar thing that the Browns can do. Before we keep going, I just wanted to give a special shout out to our patron, Adam Holland. Thank you, man. Thank you for supporting. Thank you to all the other patrons also that support us. And if you want to support us a little bit more, uh, be a patron. We'll do extra content. We, we're gonna be keep. We're gonna keep doing extra content to make sure you follow us over there on Patreon. Okay, so we have a couple of super chats here. People forget after Baker and Allen's rookie year, it looked like the Browns made the right choice. Yeah, that's why I don't think anyone's. I don't think anyone's getting dunked on for the Allen. <laughs> it took three years for him to actually get good. I remember I was talking shit to Bills fans about oh, you took Josh Allen because I was not a Josh Allen fan. I thought oh Baker's gonna be so. Ooh, 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 did that that that's like one of them horse races where like you know a horse has it for like the first quarter and then. Yeah. For a Presbyterian just comes shooting through, you're like, Oh, this is mine's wasn't that bad. I said Lamar, but you know, it's it might be Josh Allen right now. Let me tell you, that 2018 QB race, it looks like this Lamar, Josh Allen right up here, neck and neck, Baker over here, and good God, you got Sam Arnold. You know which one I got right though? The one Josh Rosen is. The one that I did get right was Josh Rosen. I was Mm. like, Josh Rosen is not him and Sam Darnold. I was like, he's not gonna be as good as you guys think that they are. Like they're not going to be the dog. You can be in camp watching Josh Rosen and whichever team gets Josh Rosen next. Every time he goes to a team, they're like, well, he was a top 10 pick, man. He must have something that jumps off the chart. And you watch him in camp and you're like, what the, f- how did he go? He has no, you literally go there and you're like, Josh, Josh Dobbs has wowed me more physically, just his physical attributes than Josh Rosen. Like it, it, they have the same amount of arm strength. Like you watch Josh Rosen, that ball doesn't carry. It's not super accurate. It's not a tight spiral. His feet are horribly slow. His release is tremendously slow. Like he looks 
awful. Uh, he looks like Carson Quincy, Strong. There were there were ten mistakes made in front of him. There were ten ten mistakes made in front of him. <laughs> That's one of those where I'm like, how did the evaluators just not? You remember? See that? You remember when they said when there was like a big debate about whether or not they should take Kyler because they just took Josh Rosen the year before. Yes, they, they knew. This is. Oh, they knew. Oh, they knew right away. It took me two practices. I will say this. Josh Josh Allen has actually kind of ruined quarterback play evaluation for everyone. Because if if your rookie quarterback goes out and sucks for two years, the whole fan base goes, well, look, Josh. I mean, look, it took Josh Allen three years. It took Josh Allen. Except for it's not a dude who's six foot six, 250 pounds, who can run four, six, 40. You know what I mean? Outlier case. Usually it does not take very long for a rookie quarterback to get good, but you know, but every bad quarterback can live on the idea of like maybe he's Josh Allen. Maybe it just takes some Josh. Well, Allen. here's the thing: Josh Rosen right now is so much worse than rookie year Josh. Than Josh, like rookie year Josh Allen. Josh Rosen is. I saw the comparison already. It was Daniel Jones next to Josh Allen, and I remember yeah, when we yeah, exactly. do this with Andy Dalton, they would put Peyton Manning. Next to Andy Dalton, and they would compare like their first four years. Oh, yeah, like, Baker Mayfield oh. next to uh, Peyton Manning. You know, yeah. they threw a lot of interceptions. <laughs> then it turned into Drew Brees. It's going to be – look, the, the the needle is always moving, man. The, yeah. Whenever you draft the quarterback in the top ten, I, I can't wait till Pittsburgh start pulling these out, man. I can't wait. Uh, well, we are – uh, Kenny's on a certain trajectory right now. He's literally the greatest quarterback <laughs> that has ever lived through two games. We'll know this is. Hey, hey, do you want to know when we know this is over? When they bring out the the Peyton Manning slide, when we see that, we we got we got a different one. I don't even know. Hey, hey, I know Kenny's turning it over a lot, but so did Peyton Manning. You know, Peyton (laughs) wasn't great right away. You know, it took him a couple years. Uh, hey, no. hey, Ben wasn't great right away, right? They're going to do the Ben slide. Uh, ben was great right away. Actually, Ben was. Ben won a Super Bowl his first year, but individually. They went to the, uh, the AFC Championship game. Yeah, individually, they won he was not year. good. Second year. Second Until like yeah, year, they were year four and one. or five. 15 and one. Off the game okay. winners. He had a game win. Game. Okay. Uh, yeah, the comeback against. Uh, All right, let's stop. Let's stop giving them out. Let me, let me reel you guys in. And Tony, who is your number one? I don't have a number one. I ranked two through three, and then I left one off the chart. All right, one is Baltimore. Uh, yeah, and I, I thought I might be one of the only ones to do it. Um, which it seems like how many of us put? There's three. It was three of us. Okay, the majority today. So it's the majority. Yeah, I, I thought I might be the only one, or it might be me and and one other. Um, I just look at this room. You know, you talk about question marks, right? We talk about the starting three. I have zero question marks about the starting three when it comes to talent. I have questions, obviously, about health, okay? Because Marlon, last we saw Marlon Humphrey, he got juked out of the NFL by Deontay on uh, on a game-winning touchdown. Uh, you're welcome, Raven fans. Uh, last we saw Marcus Peters was two years ago. And Kyle Fuller, here's the thing about Kyle Fuller. We can all convince ourselves that, yeah, last year he got benched in Denver – they wanted to trade him at the deadline. It didn't work out. And like he was a bad player in Denver a year ago. Fine. But this is a guy that like four years ago was an all pro in Chicago. Okay. And if we think that he's going to go to Baltimore and just continue to be a really bad player, I mean, we're, we're kidding ourselves. Right? This is, this is, we've seen this a million times. We've seen, oh, Baltimore gets a, a veteran player who we're all convinced he's past his prime. No, he can't be any good at Baltimore. Campbell like, and yeah, Anquan no, Bolden. Exactly. Like we've seen this. 10,000 times. Why are we trying Elvis to convince Dumerville, ourselves? Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. Why are we trying to convince ourselves that this is not a Calais Campbell? It's the most recent example. Why are we? I mean, this is going to happen. Kyle Phillips is going to be a great, great corner for them alongside Marlon. Wait, wait. Alongside. 
I do present a counter piece of evidence. Go ahead, Earl Thomas. No, Earl was actually good though. Nah. He wasn't okay. I will I will grant you this. He wasn't like it didn't like he take he, wasn't he, wasn't e. like he took his game back to another level. He was just kind of he wasn't ET, he was and then by the end of that right. year or the start of the next, he was ET come find home. He don't know where that like he ain't back. You know what yeah. I mean? So I was some they just settled that this summer. They just that, settled the whole dispute this summer. And Ozzy made the, the, the Calais Campbell move, so maybe they're not the same Ravens, you know what I mean? Like, you know, hey, it, oh, listen, I, I pray, I pray because because I would, I, you know, I every once in a while I like to go back, and, I like to go back and just turn on some turn on some Ravens highlights so I can watch how bad their secondary. I mean, they had the, one of the worst secondaries in the league last year. They, I think it was like the twenty eighth pass defense in the and league. Last year. Out here they were awful. Long, I mean, they were so Hughes bad. Boy, Hughes boy had twenty snaps last year. Jackson, Robert Jackson, yeah, Robert Jackson, hundred yeah. snaps. He qualified. Yeah, I forgot how many he had. I felt like he was there all the time. It's great. Loved it. But this year, this year, I mean, this is going to be the best corner unit in the league again. Uh, I mean, and yes, there is a question mark about whether or not they can stay healthy. Fine. By the way, are they really moving Brandon Stevens back to corner? I saw that on their depth chart that Stevens is a corner again. Yep, Stevens. So they're just like, and you know what? And you know what the thing about Harbaugh is that will probably work for them because they had him at safety, like all oh, failed experiment at safety. Let's move him back to corner, and then he's going to okay. go out there and be a brilliant. Depth last piece year, last year is just a parenthesis because I don't want to interrupt you too much, but he played a safety, but he did a lot of like man to man coverage, and he was yeah. way better at man to man coverage than he cool. was in space cool. and safety. Awesome, yeah, looking forward to it. Because again, there's another guy who I love to watch him be terrible as a third round pick, and I just know I already know he's going to be great. As, I don't mean, know, I have no numbers to back this I up. Love him. I just I inherently know as like being a Raven or being a Steeler fan cheering against the Ravens that I know how that's going to turn out. So yeah, Ravens were an easy one for me. They'll be back. They're back. They are back. Ace. Yeah, man. Here we are, Baltimore Ravens fans. You thought that I was going to have you fourth, right? <laughs> no, it's the Ravens here. I mean, just like Tony said, uh, you look at those first three. I mean, when I saw the Kyle Fuller move, I just was like, oh, my God, another great Ravens move that they typically get, which is a steal on a veteran. It was just like Justin Houston last year all over again. Um, they're bringing in Kyle Fuller to the fold. But here's the thing. Like, I know we as Bengals fans, we kind of poked the whole, like, Marlon Humphrey, Jamar Chase thing. I think that Marlon Humphrey is going to bounce back because of that. Like, look, everywhere he's gone, people have talked to him about the Jamar Chase thing. He's getting interviewed about it. So I know that he's going to come back next season with a chip on his shoulder. And you never want to go against guys that have a chip on their shoulder. Uh, Marcus Peters, as Tony said, I do have questions about him. But at the end of the day, it's Marcus Peters. Yeah. Like in a contract year, um, his last season. Um, so I expect him to bounce back as well. I also like some of the guys that they have at the corner position behind those guys. They spent a couple of those fourth round picks on them. I'm sure that one of those guys will pan out. Uh, but when you just look at the top of it, I feel like they upgraded in comparison to what they had last year before they lost Peters. And uh, who's the little guy you guys had that always got hurt? They, Tavon finally, Young. Tavon Young. they finally moved on from Tavon Young. So I think uh, now they'll get healthier at that position. And I think that they'll definitely stand at the top at the AFC uh, when it's all said and done. Yeah, I think one of the things the Ravens did this year was they said, okay, Last year, we had a lot of injuries. Let's double down on depth, right? Which I appreciate. Also frustrated me because I wanted more depth on the outside linebacker position. But here we are. I think the corner room is, is very loaded for the Ravens. Marlon, Peter, Kyler Fuller. Cool. I think Stevens can be a starter on the outside, right? 
I think Stevens won't be announced uh, a starter this year because of Kyler Fuller and Marcus Peters, right? He probably will be the next year starter on the outside when one of those two will leave, or maybe both. Then they draft another guy that I like a lot, Armour Davis from Bama. The problem that, that Armour Davis has is he is super talented. When he's on the field, he is super talented. When he's on the field, he had problems staying uh, healthy in Alabama. I think the Ravens took him as a flyer because back then they, they already had all this depth. They said, like, okay, if this dude can stay healthy, it's not going to be for this year. It's going to be for the next year. Damarian Williams, or as we know him in Baltimore, Pepe. Pepe Williams. I love this dude. I love this dude. He He's uber aggressive. I mean, he's a smaller guy, so he's definitely a nickel corner, right? Aggressive guy. He knows where the football is. He had almost interception and then interception in the following preseason game. He's been playing great. I think, and I'm hoping also, that he can take the nickel position. Not this year. He was a fourth-round pick, but by next year. And then Marlon can just stay outside and be outside, right? Another guy that people maybe, I mean, Q started talking about it, but I knew he wasn't talking about the right guy. Darius Washington as another guy. He was a safety. And then Tony, this might annoy Tony, but he was a safety, right? And mm-hmm. I like him. He was an undrafted safety last year. And I liked him as an undrafted safety coming out of um, TCU. The Ravens used him a nickel during the preseason. Oh, my God. He looked fantastic. He looked fantastic. He made the team. Um, and then he was one of the other guys that got injured. I think he probably makes the team. The problem is at what point you're going to start cutting corners, right? I think right now the legit Ravens have too many corners, meaning they probably don't know who to cut because all these guys are great and they can make the team. I'm excited about the secondary. I think that there's depth. I'm hoping Marcus Peters comes and he's the Marcus Peters of two years ago. Um, all in the kitchen is he's looking good. He's moving well. Um, he's not. He hasn't done 11 and 11 drills as of yet. He came out of the pub, I think, last week. So uh, I think also, by the way, the Ravens are taking a super conservative uh, approach to the preseason and to practice. So um, I don't remember a year that the Ravens played no starters, basically, for the first two preseason games. I just don't. And yeah. this year, they've been like, not Lamar yet, he ain't playing. Mark Andrews, he's not playing. Bateman, he's not playing. Um, most of the old line you're in playing, right? Um, so yeah, I think uh, the Ravens had the biggest step. I think they had the better secondary. I think they they should bounce back from last year. Okay, we have a couple super chats here. Ray Rex says Josh Rosen was so bad in the last preseason game. I rather the Browns have made the switch to an. All Wildcat QB's second half, <laughs> it would have at least been fun to watch. Should just let Dobbs play the whole game. Yeah, why not? I mean, when we play um, Arizona, Arizona was letting um, McSorley. Yeah, revenge game. Was it? I mean, that was an McSorley revenge game. So, okay, he played with there for like three quarters. Played three quarters. Kyle Fuller, by the way, great interception that game. Ace, to be fair, people keep saying that Baker has a chip in his shoulder and it's, it hasn't really worked out well for him in the NFL. 
I mean, to be fair, like, let's let's just be real. Like, Baker Mayfield, I slandered him only in the aspect of saying that I didn't feel like he was a top 10 quarterback, right? Baker Mayfield was a solid quarterback, right? He still was better than Sam Darnold. He still was better than Josh Rosen. Uh, But, you know, he's just not that guy that can take you to the next level. I had the same thing, same complaints about Andy Dalton. Like, not a bad quarterback, but just not the guy – when you show up against a Deshaun Watson, a Joe Burrow, a Lamar Jackson, a Josh Allen, you can't count on that guy Can you pick it? Um, yeah. to, to do it. So that's, that's the only thing that I'll say. Can he, pick it? <laughs> he had to throw it. He had to throw it. He hasn't thrown a bad ball yet. I mean, he's in through two preseason games. Uh, he's been elite. You can't argue well, that. Baker has argue. had a chip on his shoulder since, like, college, dog. Like, his – yeah. Yeah, but just, the Baker yeah, chip on his shoulder thing gets decided week one. Week one is when Baker gets to be chip on his shoulder guy or the chip on Baker his shoulder. Baker will ball out week one, and then he will revert to old Baker after. Right. Like, That's any it. Game he has week one to figure you, to do this thing. I'm telling you, we're looking at this from, like, a, a, a comic book movie standpoint. But, I mean, come uh, on. Was that, was that plant the, the the flag quote real, or was that fake? No, that, that, that's, that's that fake account. The Kevin okay, account I was about to say, dog. But no, no. Anyway, no. Anyway, here's, Baker. Here, here's the thing Baker. Here's the thing. I'll remind. Plant that flag at PBS, and I'm like, I know Baker did not say he was gonna plant that flag. Nah, look, no, here's, here's, here, here's the thing with Baker, though. Seriously, he's gonna. This is this this first game has presented been presented as a golden opportunity, and narratively it is. But like, think about what he's going up against. He's gonna be in a new offense with a new coach in a job that he just won two days ago. Up against a defense that's already good by itself, but also knows you probably better than your coach in your system knows you right now. Um, and I just don't see that as a great situation Andy for Doug. him, right? Tell Not a great offensive Doug. line. We're 0 2 against Andy Dalton, dog. We're 0 I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, Wouldn't it could it happen. Hilarious. Joe Flacco <laughs> and Baker Mayfield in the same week. Wouldn't it be uh, Joe Flacco? Joe Look, Flacco the NFL is full of all those games. Davis Mills versus Deshaun Watson. They got Russ versus the Seahawks in week right. one. Yeah. So, it, it, I mean, the NFL is going to get his money worth. But I'm just saying, man, we're putting a lot of stock in Baker Mayfield's anger to make up for a lot of things that aren't going in his favor. Bengals or uh, Panthers minus one and a half week one. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see, man. <laughs> I, I will see. We'll see what Baker. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll, you know? I'll say this. Browns, I think he was yeah. the one. All right, thank you. you. Uh, Q said that he that the Browns needed to win like five or six games. One of those five or six games is that Panthers game, right? You can like if you're a Browns, you're like, okay, this is a W. And if it's not a W, you go out. I'm not going to lie, dog. I said before the trade happened, I was like, if Baker Mayfield gets traded to the Panthers, the Panthers are winning week one, dog. This is the reason why, like, a lot of people forget how good. How many yards do you think Baker has? So the Browns defense is really good. I love the Browns defense. I think it's a top 10 defense. The Panthers defense, I think, is pretty damn good as well. Like, and then they've got McCaffrey back with Baker. I feel like Baker is a better quarterback in comparison to Brissett. Like, it's going to be a – I don't know, bro. And then the fact that the Cleveland Browns haven't won a home opener in, what, 10 years? It's in I, Carolina. I'm just saying. And it's in Carolina. It's, it's at Carolina. home for Baker in a whole new – I'm just yeah. saying, bro. I think it's possible that that uh, the Panthers come out of there with a win. So certainly. I mean, again, they're, they're, 
the Panthers are the betting favorite, right? I mean, they, they are they are the oh, favorite. So, wait, what I'm hearing is you guys are going to put him in the survival pool? See, I don't oh, want to do this. Yeah. Can I have two accounts? Can I have a meet? Can you can I wouldn't see? do that. Can I have a Tony I mean, meme account and a real pick? Because <laughs> I'll do that. Like, if you just want me to pick meme games I'm every week you, and see bro, how far I can make it that way. I don't better. I mean, as a Bengals fan, because the first game was the Hugh Jackson one. Where he yeah. came over and Very talked fast to Hugh Jackson for going to the Bengals, even though the guy was unemployed. The yeah. second one was the OBJ thing. It wasn't even Bengals related. It was like the OBJ release happened. Everyone was blaming him and all of that. And then he just comes out and just murders us with <laughs> one shoulder. Like, I'm not doing this. I'm not betting against Baker Mayfield, bro. <laughs> so, okay, you're not betting against, but are you betting in favor? He wants to know if you're going to put him on the survivor pool. Oh, am I going to pick Carolina for the Survivor? Week one, baby. I might. It just depends. I mean, maybe I might see the Lions again and pick whoever. That was the strategy. You guys didn't catch on to it? Uh, Who are the Lions playing this week? Huh? That's what my strategy was for Survivor. worried about the Lions year. this year. They're going to bite some kneecaps. We'll see. I have to look at it first, Sonny, but I do feel confident in that. I definitely will be putting that on a parlay somewhere. Ravens over Jets is a good week one Survivor game. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly Bengals over Steelers. You know, I don't want to be a Steeler hater here, right? I would love for the Steelers to pull off that upset, but that would be a massive freaking upset. The Steelers have not even Broncos. been close with the Bengals. I'm looking at the Broncos, though. Over the Seahawks? Who's, who's the worst team in the NFL right now? Like the worst team? Texans. I keep thinking Hawks, Texans. Texans. But Seahawks are there close. Seahawks are. It might be the Seahawks, Jets. bro. It might be the Seahawks. The Jets are better than those. Jets actually teams. have a pretty good roster. Yeah, okay. I just don't like the. We got Jets fans in chat. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to <laughs> rile them up. But, but yeah, I think Seattle. I think Seattle's the worst team. I think Seattle might are. Yeah, Falcons. Was, Falcons, low key, low key, one of the worst teams. Yeah, do we really yeah, believe in this Mariota hype? Yeah, Washington, Washington, Chase. Yeah, Washington for sure. Wait, like, Washington. That's a, a disaster waiting to happen with Wentz. That is a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, but I still uh, feel like they're better than the Bears. Might be there, bro. You know who's you know who's way underrated in the AFC. They're not going to make any noise because the AFC is too loaded. But I was unbelievably impressed with what I saw from it. Was like the my one well two takeaways from that the Jaguar Steelers uh, Jaguar Steelers preseason game. Yeah, number getting one, enough. number one, Kenny Pickett is the greatest quarterback to ever live. But right behind him is Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Trevor uh, Trevor had a great game. Made some throws in that game. It made a throw. Over the corner, like kind of just above Cam Sutton's hands into the receiver. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, he made some. Trevor Lawrence wow. isn't bad. That was a lot of people forget that the Bengals barely escaped that that primetime game against the Jaguars. I remember. For some I reason, like they were killing us with the read option, and then they just stopped running it. I was I was like, all right. So, but yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence definitely for sure. Here's another. Here's another. Here's another. Like, could they? I don't know. If they're the worst team in football, but could they finish with like a like a bottom five, bottom ten record? How about the Saints? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying it. Defense is, is solid. Their defense though. is probably too good, right? Yeah, and the then defense is really good. Jameis, I don't. I don't believe in Jameis, and I feel like people are criminally underrating like not having Sean Payton like Sean Payton's just a guy or something like where where did we get off to where Sean Payton was like not yeah. an elite coach I just yeah. don't get it I think they're gonna be six or seven wins also could we see the could we see the floor falling out for Kirk Cousins and them being a bad team 
I think their yeah. over under is like eight and a half. You don't you see that because like no, because it, the Lions still like it's not. They, they, I think the Lions gonna are gonna suck, bro. I'm sorry. They're, they're gonna be better, but they're not. Better, not I don't, I don't care about hard knocks. Scrappy I'm Lions. Scrappy Lions. And then the Bears are not going to be great, right? And I feel like Scrappy Green Lions. Bay is going to take a step back, right? So I about that meme. That was, we're going to be biting a lot of ankles this year. Okay, <laughs> so right. we, we have a couple of super chats here. With this, we can close. I hope the Panthers have Baker thrown the ball 35-plus times. Not going to happen. How not with Christian McCaffrey. When he does that and it doesn't go well. Also, I believe that Baker is more talented than Brissett, but I will take it, Kobe, because I have more faith that he yeah, won't I turn that. over the That's Baker's back. thing is he's a gunslinger. He's going to take those chances. Yes, sir. Yes, either, sir. Okay. Either works out or it either goes horribly wrong. Olin, <laughs> he's the poker guy. We're starting the game. Olin was like, dude, we, what? Olin. <laughs> Bluffing. <laughs> anyway, guys. Thank you for watching. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. You never know if we do a space again. Um, um, also, let's check take a break for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sign up for the Fantasy League. It's full free, and you will get a prize for the winner. Thank you for watching, y'all. We'll see you next time.